0: And welcome, everybody. Welcome to another edition of episode one, season two for Mood for Days cast. And this show here turned out to be fantastic with two quirky sisters baking yummy recipes while discussing true crime murders from the Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. And you can find them basically anywhere if you have an app, phone. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast App, and Cast Box, And be sure to go check them out. But on this episode, they were hilarious, funny, outgoing, and they were just so easy to uh, mold in the conversation on the Mood for Days cast episode. This is one for the ages, and I can't wait for you all to listen to it. Have fun. So you guys have um, a cool concept that caught my eye uh, to have you guys guest here. You guys do uh, a murder theme podcast show along with baking. How how did that concept come together?
1: So um, we love to bake. We've always loved to bake. And a lot of times we would find ourselves talking about true crime shows that we watch We watch a lot of them, which is hysterical because we're both chickens. Like, (laughs) everything scares us. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: So uh, we would talk about the true crime stuff, and we happened to be um, at a group gathering. It was actually a a medium had come in for a group of ladies, and she was giving us a reading. And after we all got on the subject somehow of, of murder stories, and Karen and I were telling stories of our hometown. We come from a very small little southern town in Virginia, right on the North Carolina line.
0: Yeah. And,
1: uh, it was like a town of 8,000 or less. And we had so many stories of people that murdered people.
2: People, <laughs> people that we that knew. We knew. That,
0: like people that we knew that were the murderers. That is
2: creepy yeah. 100%. so we were telling the
1: ladies about this and the and our friend who's the medium said you you have to do a podcast and somehow you have to incorporate this baking that you do because y'all bake so well
0: yeah so yeah.
1: we had talked about it we're we're both empty nesters our our kids have all moved out and um Karen and her husband are empty nesters, and I'm an empty nester, and we just thought, you know, let's just try it. Hopefully, our family will listen,
2: but it'll just be fun. And I had never listened. I had never heard a podcast before. Like, I had never... Heard a podcast. I didn't know what I had to Google. How do you podcast? Like, I we have very, no special training. We have no technical wow. training. We have no. We have no acting training. We have nothing. We just have our crazy personalities that our kids are probably a little bit sick of right now. But um, you know, we a long time ago we had a distant cousin who said. They need to have a, somebody needs to have a camera following you guys all the time. (laughs) Hysterical. And this is when our kids were little. So, you know, we just were like, okay, let's just try this. So we just decided, let's give it a shot. We bought a $45 microphone off of Amazon because I have no idea what we're doing. And,
0: hey those are those worth the best
2: <laughs> yeah i mean so far we don't have any problems we been yeah. we having some feedback problems and i went on a, we're on a couple of different podcast support groups on facebook so i was like hey guys i'm picking up some feedback i don't know what to do and they said you know, well the first thing was what does your studio look like and I said <laughs> well it looks a lot like a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> <Our> studio. <laughs> My studio is our kitchen. <laughs> so somebody told me how to build a sound box which is hysterical. So I had just a little fabric storage organizer box that I filled with foam out of a box of makeup that I had bought. Wow. <laughs> we stuffed <laughs> it in with the microphone, and now we have a sound box. <laughs> so.
0: That's fascinating. I, I love that. I love yeah. how it all came together for you guys.
2: Yeah. So, And then when we started, we thought, isn't this going to be a hoot? Hopefully, somebody in our family will hear us or listen to us at least twice. And now, we've been doing this since January, and it's just, we are so blown away. We've got almost 800 listeners. We are... Wow. We're over seven thousand plays. We're in. Wow. We've conquered the entire United States. Finally, we're in every state, including Hawaii and Alaska. The next one we have to—it's not a state, but a territory—we have to conquer Puerto Rico next. Oh. I don't know wow. how to do that. And then we're wow. in about thirty-six or thirty-seven countries outside of the United States.
0: Wow. And I don't wow. know how it
2: happened. <laughs> we're just like, we is, don't know how this happened. So
0: that is we're amazing. we're having
2: fun and doing it. And I don't know, we, we, it's a good outlet for us to, to bake because we love to bake. We've always baked. Yeah. We started baking when we were little with our mom, it was just the way that that's just what you did, I guess, growing yeah. up as girls and our, our family just always revolved around the kitchen. It was the nucleus of our family. So. I don't know, we've just turned it into something that people actually, I think, enjoy.
0: Well, true crime (laughs) and baking put together is the perfect formula.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Especially with all these streaming online uh, subscriptions that are going on right now, a lot of them are coming out with the true crime documentaries. So you guys have have nailed it there. And baking, (laughs) who doesn't love to eat? Everybody yeah. loves eating. That's
2: and how you we guys so can, love.
0: Yeah. If you guys can send over some to Canada here, that would be uh, great.
2: Be careful what you wish for. We're always trying to find places to unload because we we don't want to yeah. eat everything. We're going to get diabetes and we don't want to get our family. So we give it away. We give a lot away.
0: So the stories that you guys tell on your podcast, that is the actual um true stories that happened to you guys or are these the stories that you guys have researched about
1: So it's a variety of both we've told some of the stories we we have one big story that we haven't told but that actually is is Kieran's story and she has to get to a place where she's okay to tell it because the person that committed the murder was a classmate of hers so okay. we she she needs to get to that point but the the other Um, murders were people that we knew were acquaintances with, um, and we have told those stories, but we also do research. We try to kind of spread out the different cities and places. And believe it or not, there is this fabulous website called, (laughs) it's it's not fabulous It is for us, for our purpose, but it's called murderpedia.
0: Murderpedia. Never heard of it. No. No, it's like
1: Wikipedia for murderers. And they're organized, I know, it's crazy, they're organized by state, male or female, Country. Country. Yeah. So you can go on and do research there. We try not to do things that are happening like right here, right now, because as we all know, stories take a lot of time to develop until you really Mm -hmm. get to the true end of it. And we swore to our mother when we started this, (laughs) that we wouldn't do any unsolved mysteries because she was so fearful that somebody would try to hunt us down and kill us. Yes. As if they're ever
2: gonna find us, they'd have to look in the kitchen to get to us.
0: <laughs> hey, those those stalkers and they'll always find a way, I believe well, it or not.
2: kids are always fearful of that and we promised our mom yeah, we wouldn't do yeah. anything unsolved because we don't want anybody coming after us. But um, other than that, it's a there are no rules, we just, I don't know, we have a, when we start to research, we both have very different ways of researching things and of finding different things. But, you mm-hmm. know, it's a lot of times these murders, um, they, for some reason, they speak to us. And I'll, i I have not, a list. Not
0: what, do you mean, what, what do you mean not by that, speak to you? What not, well,
2: not the, okay, murders. What do the murders don't speak to us, but the crime does. Because we, we're very committed to trying our best to tell these murder cases, yeah. More from the victim's point of view, we don't want to glamorize or give any extra fame or credit to the jerk that that did that did this heinous crime. Yeah. but you know, they're different. I'll, I have a, it's really scary because on my phone and on my computer, I have a list of all these potential murders that I'll, (laughs) I'll hear about, or somebody will send us a case to look into or whatever. And, and it just doesn't, I'll start researching and it just doesn't feel right. And I'm just like, I'm not feeling this. I got to go find another one until I find one that just feels right. And the crime, either the type of crime or the way it was solved or the victim there's a connection there and then that's how i settle on that so you know it's it's random but it it isn't random because it's something that we feel that needs to be told at that moment so Yeah, yeah, i'm not sure and and we did we've had we had one um victim's mother i covered the a story out of indiana about a young girl that was actually murdered by her stepfather and um, I told the story, did as much research as I could, and the mother of that victim actually emailed me and thanked no. me for the way that I covered it. Yes, I couldn't believe that she heard it, first of all, and that she took the time to say, thank you for covering the story with no judgment. You all didn't judge me, you didn't judge my daughter for the way this you know, went down and everything. And she said, yeah. I've had, so many people have been so horrible to me about what happened to my daughter. And I'm just like, how can anybody be horrible to a mother who lost her child, a murder? And her yeah. spouse is the one that, I mean, talk about the ultimate betrayal, but it was so touching that she actually took the time to write us an email and thank us for covering it and the way that we covered it.
0: Wow, wow. So it was,
2: you know, and that kind of, that boosts your confidence.
0: Yeah, yeah. um, going, so that, so, for you to bring up that story that just reminded me of the new um Netflix show that's getting all the hype i'm sure you guys have heard it it's called american murder the family next door is that something similar to to this um to that story it's Where, i don't have you guys heard the, heard this netflix yeah. show
2: oh yeah i watched
1: it me the too. other day yeah okay
0: yeah so, same yeah. here
1: with that case but no this was this was a mother who didn't know what was happening, her husband, the stepfather of the girl that was killed, lured her away from the house, saying that he was stranded on the side of the road and needed her to come help. So she left to go help him, and the stepfather came in while she was gone and murdered the daughter. And the daughter was 14 years
0: old. And I just, here's my thought process. What is going through the mind... Of the murder, like of the murder at that time, uh, and that is,
2: I think, something that piques everybody's interest is what were you thinking,
0: right? I, like, what events lead up to the event of murdering a person? Like, You're right. I, and I, I wow. The
2: psychology of it, I think, is what um, there's motivation. Is the most. Yeah, I yeah. think the psychology right. of murder is what intrigues us the most. Is how do you, how does a person get to that point? And what do you think the outcome is going to be? Like you're going to murder this person. And then what? You're going to just go on with your life. I mean, exactly. it's just the craziest thing. And I think that unfortunately, what I have found out is that murderers are liars. <laughs> they lie a lot and they're very okay. convincing.
0: Just from watching that Netflix show, I was yes. blown away.
2: How that crazy. guy
0: lied to the T. How the, how the <laughs> fuck do you? Like, uh, lie yeah. that your family is missing and pretend that you That's wish to come back home.
2: And when you're the one that put your hands around those little babies' throats and squeezed the life out of them, and then you can just stand there and lie about it and, and convince yourself that you're completely innocent.
0: And a, a lot of the stories you guys covered, um, do they do the polygraph? Uh, during their interviews when they got brought in
2: some of them some of them have had polygraphs the guy that that I covered he took they took the mom and the stepfather downtown to take polygraph tests and the mom never got around to it because the father failed his and then they started really interrogating him and he ended up confessing to what he did and the mom was in a whole nother polygraph room down at the station waiting for her polygraph to happen. And it never did. And the next thing she knows, the detectives are coming in saying, your, your husband has confessed to murdering your daughter. And she was absolutely the whole entire world was pulled out from under her at that moment.
0: Wow. Wow. And when, when you guys are covering these stories, um, how, how does this emotionally affect you both? Like, going to sleep, um, waking up in the morning, starting their day. <laughs> like after covering these crazy stories, like what goes through your mind?
1: I think that part of the way we deal with it, uh, which is what we do with pretty much everything in our life, is, a, is laughter. There's a, it's not a very serious conversation. That, it's a very serious topic that okay. we are talking about. but we have such a funny banter back and forth. And then you've got the interruption of the timer going off or the mixer going in the kitchen because there's baking happening. And um, I think because it's a light hearted podcast, it's a little easier for me. We talk about it. I close my notebook and then I don't ever think about it again. But I think that if I really took the time to sit back and think, because I actually, it's funny that you brought it up because today I thought, well, you know, what do I do with all the notebooks that I have that talk about all these murders? And honestly, I think I'd like to burn them. <laughs> 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 Just to make it go away. But um, I mean, and we've even yeah. joked on our podcast before that we'd like to go on a prison tour and go meet some of these, meet some assholes of these killers that yeah. and try to torture them. Like one guy that had yeah. an obsession with rope. We wanted to go sit and have a conversation
2: with him, the big rope in front of us on the other side of the plexiglass. Yeah, he would be
1: tortured by Because rope. he has
2: some type of sexual <laughs> attraction to rope. And we were like, Oh, what do you think of this rope? And we were gonna torture him by just you know holding up all these different ropes because he had a sexual <laughs> affinity for ropes, and which prison. you can't get rope in prison. So we were like, Ha, huh, look what we have. So we've talked about doing that, but I think part of Part of the reason for me anyway that I can just go on is because I feel like what I've done is I've told the victim's story. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. the victims need their stories told. And mm-hmm. that's you now while I'm researching it, if it takes me like two or three days to research a murder, I am so obsessed with it. I don't stop talking about it. My husband gets so tired of hearing about <laughs> it and he, and he will say, you are not going to be able to sleep tonight. And sometimes I don't sleep. Sometimes I think about that case yeah, or yeah. am I doing it right? Or have I missed something or whatever, or I might have a nightmare about it. But then once we tell the story, I feel like we've spoken for the victim, right? Wow. And that's, what we, that's the satisfaction of it. And that's why I don't think it keeps us up at night because yeah. We've told that victim's story, and that victim needs to have their story told over and over and over again because nobody could ever forget the victim.
0: Yeah. No, that's really good. You guys are bringing awareness to um, not only North America, but worldwide audiences about these murders that are never told by the media.
2: Right. They are not, and it's very you guys –
0: like this is why I love podcasting because it's bringing out the truth, and it's a different type of media now that people can just – Uh, find easy uh, in this new decade that we're uh, moving forward into.
2: I think it's very exciting. And I think um, it's almost like, you know, like if somebody's listening to our podcast and it's a really gruesome tale and they're having a hard time getting through it, they can listen to it in 15 minute increments. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. And they can pick it up, you know, just on the way back and forth to work. And then they don't have to think about it the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, or they can sit down and binge two or three or four episodes. So yeah. I think that's the, the beauty of podcasting now is that um, it and it gives it gives an audio story, which doesn't always have video to go with it. And I think as a as I know in the United States as a country, we have. We've become really bad listeners, and I'm hoping that podcasts are going to help people start to get their listening skills back a little
0: bit. It came to my mind when you were explaining all the details. You guys should write a book.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We've often talked about writing a book about our life because our life has been a little bit wackadoodle but we've always said we will not change the names to protect anybody when it happens so <laughs> I'm not sure anybody is ready for us to release the book because we've had we've had some funny you know we've had yeah, kind of a wacky yeah. life a little bit so and and we've always been able to see the humor in all of it I think we got that from our dad our dad had a very dry sense of humor and yes. we were raised in a family where laughter and humor was a big part of it
0: Wow. Yeah. It
2: comes naturally. And I think we've raised yeah. our kids to be the same way, which is yeah. nice because we need more laughter in this world. Yes.
0: Exactly. We do. And like we, we want every day to be a good day, so even if it's a bad day, laughter helps everyone out.
2: Oh, yeah. And everyone so big baked goods. Yes.
0: Baked goods. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So. Over the quarantine, I was eating a lot of baked goods and moving into fall now, I'm going to kind of cut off. I think we're all trying. I think we're all trying
2: to get rid of the pandemic pounds right now. Because we realized, oh my God, none of my fall clothes fit. So we have to do something.
0: um, What's your guys' favorite recipe that you guys baked like during your, your crime podcast? Like.
1: So uh, for me, this is and for me, I came across a recipe for a brown butter chocolate chip cookie. And I've always loved the Nestle Toll House chocolate chip cookie recipe on the back of the bag. It's the only one I ever really liked. And then I discovered this brown butter chocolate chip cookie. And it is just uh a cookie that warms you to the very soul and it has now become like a staple in my house. It's not not even that I eat them very often, but people want them. So uh, Karen and I actually live in the same apartment building and we're two floors apart. So sometimes her husband will tell her, uh, text
2: in and see if um, you can come get cookies for us. Yeah. <laughs> I say, what, what makes you think she's got cookies? And he says, it's your sister. She's always got cookies. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: And then what was your, your favorite recipe? Recently, we did really
2: a good one. Well, recently I did, I've never made donuts before, and I did um, an apple cider baked donut. I've never wow. made a donut before in my life, but I do appreciate the hell out of a donut.
0: Oh so yeah, oh yeah. Krispy Kreme, crispy Kreme.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this had apple cider and all the, it's got like apple pie yeah. spice in it. It's really very fall. And I enjoyed that, but I will tell you, I think so far, my favorite recipe is I I made a French silk pie and i've never made a french silk pie before and it's kind of complicated and i love french silk pie and there's it's very rare that you can get them anywhere it's rare that you find a restaurant that makes it and when i came across the recipe i thought can i can i do this and i just was like i'm going to give it a whirl because we we if if we have a recipe that fails if it's successful whatever it is we still put it out there because we're human and everybody needs to know when you're in the kitchen you don't turn out your best work on your first time with a recipe. You just give it a try, just get in there, it's therapeutic. So I actually nailed it the first time and I was absolutely blown away that I did that. Like I created that and I I was floored that I actually did it and it didn't turn out to be like soup or something. So I think so far that's my favorite one just because it was complicated and it was a challenge for me and it worked.
0: Now, send we, send some over.
1: <laughs> yeah, now we have had um, well I I had an an epic fail on one of my bakings. Um, because we decided we were going to start drinking. <laughs> Sometimes we drink a During bit. During the podcast, we were doing it um, one evening, and I yeah. unfortunately
2: drank too much before I started baking, <laughs> and the result was not good. Not good. <laughs> it was so funny. It was a pancake, <laughs> but the whole entire center of it just sunk, just, and it sunk into wow. like a stew. <laughs> it was just. Wow. We put pictures out we there did. and we yeah. said, here's a lesson learned, don't drink before you start to cook, yeah. drink <laughs> you get it in the oven. Yes.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can see that not uh, set up recipe for disaster there. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: So, and we do, we have people that do, we have listeners that will email us and ask us for a specific recipe. And yeah. we're always, I mean, what they get is a recipe plus a commentary because we say, we tried it this way, it didn't work when I tried it this way. Yeah way it worked better or the recipe called for this but this is what I did so you know we give them everything we give them yeah, tips yeah. and tricks and what failed and didn't work with it or whatever so I think they appreciate that because you don't always get that with your recipes you a yeah. recipe in this gorgeous picture and then you think uh that didn't look like that
0: <laughs> <laughs> well it's funny that we're talking about this because uh recently uh last week uh the last week of September. I helped out um, a friend of mine do a lemon meringue pie. Have you guys ever baked a lemon meringue pie?
2: No, no. So you're gonna have to try it. Try it. It was
0: delicious. It was our first time doing it, actually. Wonderful. And we we didn't know how it was gonna turn out. First, we thought again it was gonna be a disaster. And it turned out amazing. Um, I did put up a video on my on my Instagram page. If you guys want to check it out, just a short yeah, really? you But know yeah, close. that's that's my request for you guys to bake a uh, lemon meringue pie. Okay, well, guess
2: what? We're going to put that on our list of challenges okay. and I'll make sure it's Anne's week to bake.
0: <laughs> and, and you guys, it's, it's everywhere. The lemon pack that i bought it's in every grocery store here in in canada so i'm sure you guys can find it up there in america i'm
2: sure ann will find it just fine
0: i hope you guys enjoyed part one with ann and karen get ready for part two about ghost stories horror stories and horror films